0: Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. I'm a serial entrepreneur that has led over 2 billion development projects around the world, but the work I am most proud of is the work we do here at Wild Mountain Capital. We not only create great returns for our socially conscious investors, but we make an impact in the many communities we work in and we change lives. I like to say investing matters, and my show is to talk with everyday folks that are not only creating great success but making an impact in society and improving the lives of others that is my mission and i want to share my stories and others with you welcome to clean money today we are speaking with jesse sells my brother about his company platinum property management and all the impact work that they do hi jesse welcome to my podcast clean money thank you yeah, for joining us. For having me <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh obviously i know uh, all about you and your life um because we grew up together but tell us a little bit more about yourself and and what you do yeah
1: absolutely um all right so texas guy you know born in oklahoma with you um <laughs> red mud baby you know right so grew up lower income, um, 've talk, talked about this before, but you know, taking bass in horse troughs, playing in creeks, you know, that red dirt out there. Um, College at Baylor did the military for about ten years, ended up been doing special ops in Florida before joining Wild Mountain or co creating anything I, I came on about two months or a
0: month after we started. I don't know. I would certainly say you're a co-founder because um, <laughs> we were we were hashing out ideas way before we actually started the company. Absolutely.
1: yeah, for a long time. Uh, so then after that, we kind of found our own roles as we did the company, right? So quickly discovered our, our strengths. And I think mine was kind of handling the day-to-day operations, the craziness. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> during that during that process of, you know, talking to different tenants and seeing how they lived and seeing how other people have run their companies, their their uh, properties or investments, uh, kind of realized that a lot of that wasn't beneficial for the tenants,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so maybe kind of really change how my mind is how I look at it and uh maybe focus on the impact of what we're doing
0: yeah so I I uh have been continually floor Jesse like and I, I'm so proud that you're my brother I'm so proud of all the work you do um I know I don't tell you that um because mostly I just harass you just like um <laughs> you know brothers are supposed to harass each other yeah. but Sometimes for um, good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was out at, you know, one of our properties, um, Wednesday this week and you know, talking to the staff, we've had the property for four months. It's in just a dramatic state of change right now. Uh, you were not there, but the number of people who came up to me and said, Jesse's like changed my life. I feel so much better now. I, he empowered me to do the job. Um, I heard all these, you know, Uh, little stories about you with with uh, our you know our staff there and and how you treated them and how that was so much different than the past and um, they actually captured on a video so I'm not making that stuff up Uh, I'll share those videos with you so you can see but I just uh, we left there uh, Monica and I left there just incredibly happy um, with the work that you've done and, and proud and and you know it's one thing to to get online and, and talk about stuff. Um it's a totally different thing to to go and do those things because anyone anyone can call themselves, you know, yeah, you know, i I care about people, but what what do their actions actually say? and And your actions definitely say that you're impact focused. So you said you you changed how you do things because of what impact you're having on people. Tell us a little bit about um, what your dream is now and, and your vision and and how, um, talk a little bit more, if you could, just about how that's changed over the past almost four years now that we've been doing this.
1: Yes, first off, I'm glad those bribes worked out for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but real quick before we go to the dream and vision, I think it's it's interesting because you know they talked about, the staff there talked about how it's different than it was before, Right. Um and we hear it all the time, you know, online and the news that a lot of these people are, you know, eat the rich and landlords suck, whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then there's a toxic, uh, that they're mostly focused on the bottom line. And I think it's I think it's easy to invest and just stare at your bank account, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh I'm, I'm getting for that financial freedom, I'm creating that generational
0: wealth. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Pa- passive like, income, right? Passive income. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing nothing.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It sounds great, uh, <laughs> but the reality is your money has an impact, right? And how, whether if you're not paying attention to what it's doing, then it's probably negatively affecting others. Especially when you look at property management, running properties, and like I said, I just don't think most people are aware of what they're doing, right? Um, so the kind of segues into dream or vision, and I've got a really big, broad vision dream. It's really kind of to be able to look in the mirror and whether it's a physical mirror or you know the eyes of my loved ones and know that my time on the earth mattered right and I know that's Mm. huge and weird right to zoom back right but honestly that's vision that dream of mine take that and scale it way down right I, I care about what I eat I work out I care about where my money goes that's how I run my business is what are we doing right yeah. Um, and I'm not alone, right? It's so 44%. I'll give it some numbers here. Sorry, I'm that nerdy guy. 44% of millennials, 49% of Gen Zers make choices of what type of work or where they work based off of their personal values. So I think we're seeing that that shift. But just as important for people that are buying properties now, we have to focus on that stuff because those same people, 45% of millennials and are the most those are renting more than anybody else, right? Those are our renters, followed by 27% of Gen Zers, which is just growing every day. Yeah. So it is imperative to look for ways to make your investment matter to them and to make a difference for those tenants, right? Yeah, Um, great point. And that's not going anywhere, right? I mean, you know, this, we talked about before making investment matters uh, because the burden of entry to purchasing a home right now is just getting harder. Uh, Those same individuals, 55% of those, my last number of problems, millennials (laughs) and Gen Zers believe that home ownership is just out of reach. So it's not
0: going to change. So I think Uh, It's just getting worse, right? With the rise in interest rates, uh, prices are starting to cool off, but it really doesn't matter if the prices drop, you know, on a house, a hundred thousand dollars, but it was just as expensive to buy it now as it was before, you know, then... You know, what, what have we solved uh, at the end of the day? Right. And so um, I th- saw a report today that, you know, rents uh, in the South are up 16% uh, this year. Um, and, they're, and they expect to continue to rise, even though interest rates are um, dampening uh, the, the rise of prices. So, what that means for investors this is a great time to invest because cash flow is, is going to be keen. And it's going to produce, but the downside is, it's like, if you're just super, super passive, you just want to throw your money in, get a return and you don't care what happens. There's a lot of people out there who are going to do that and have a negative impact on renters. um, And on 55% of the population that's a rent, you know, that's in a rental position. So, um, or higher. So it's just like, like you said before, we shouldn't abdicate our responsibility, um, of what happens with our money we we invest we sh- we need to take responsibility for that and we need to care and need to make it matter so tell me you know so the rubber meets the road of property management right so you invest in a, in a deal um you walk away at the end of the day property management is what makes or break a pro- makes or breaks a property right um, and and uh, ownership involvement, I will say that you ha- the owner has to be involved <laughs> because we've seen a lot of owner neglect that's just derailed any property manager's um, you know intent to do good, um, but cut their legs off, I guess, beneath them so they can't stand and and left others lives. So, tell me a little bit about you know what what you're doing as a property management and that dream and vision of just specifically your your property management company.
1: Yeah, so so how we're making that impact, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, good question. So one of our core values for the property management, planning property management is uh, dedication, right? And um simple way to say that is dedication to ourselves, but also more importantly is dedication to our tenants themselves. Um, so very bare minimum for a property management company is to call the housing authorities, local, figure out what charities you work with, right? Um, but a lot of times that's not enough. Uh, so, um, for example, Miss Jones, which is not her real name, and I won't talk about the property or anything, but um, a few months ago, she had stomach and lung cancer. Uh, she was a breadwinner for the family and she wasn't able to, she lost her job, right? She just from getting treatments and being sick and just wasn't able to go to work. Uh, so, the late stages of her life when she should be focusing on family, setting affairs straight. All of a sudden, she has to worry about rent. She has to worry about food, which is not fair. And this general location, it takes a while for housing to kick in, right? It's a plague of the processes, mm-hmm. uh, which doesn't do her, her any help, right? So dedication for me, for our tenants, is doing that next step. So the housing authority says, well, ah, we don't know, right? So what do we do? Um, so it was actually, a, I think it was a tertiary or maybe four steps down the line of calling this person to this person, this person, this person, we're actually able to find a charity that specializes in cancer. Right. And they were able to be that stopgap measure to provide her food, provide her housing a while um, till housing could kick in for her. Cause that's, so she didn't have to worry about that. You know, that's dedication. That's how I see this. Right. Um, And that's just for our tenants. And then if you zoom out on the actual community, we have, larger impacts that people don't think about. Uh, One of our properties, we have 4% of a school district. It's made up at our apartment complex. This is in Fort Worth ISD. We won't talk about the individual school, but they're younger kids. Um, So when we purchased this property, but it's the same when you walked the other day, Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of people just coming and going. It was uh, a few years ago with a second chance. So there was high crime at one point, you know, it wasn't safe for people to, or people didn't feel safe. You didn't have kids playing outside, right? right. Um, so as soon as parents, of course, are able to, they're going to move, right? Well, that has secondary effects of, well, teachers are rated on their students, right? And if their students are leaving all the time, all of a sudden their teacher's ratings would going to go down. They're not going to stay. So now we get worse quality teachers. Now the whole school district potentially has, the, their education level is just going down right? So as you you saw, we've spent a ton of time there getting rid of the bad people, making sure we have a community, setting up community events so people feel wanted, setting up uh, after-school programs, because that's proven, right? That's absolutely proven that high-quality school programs (laughs) are proven, shortened, and long-term academic and behavioral uh, benefits, right? And that includes limiting crime. So now we're Hey, we're helping the school district out where uh, that actual school program helps out with literacy rates is one of the big things they help out with. Um, we're helping take care of people's kids because a lot of times, especially as lower income places, they just can't be home when their kids, they don't have anybody home when the kids get off of school. And also we're stopping people roving around and doing dumb stuff as kids do. I've as, as you and I both know, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, would never did anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it has massive benefits to be dedicated to your tenants and then look for ways to make an impact.
0: Wow. Well, there's a, there's a lot there um, that you just said. The reason um, that we transferred from our wanting to use third party um, property management companies to building our own Jesse was because of, of what you just said, all of those different things, right? The dedication to go beyond um, just seeing a tenant as a you know either either they're paying on time or they're not next are you paying on time or are you not next you're 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 not paying on time you're out right um or you know going the next step where they will just you know okay you're you're a voucher i have to take you so you know i'm going to deal with the city you know and and we're tired of that working so now we're not going to renew your lease and you're going to have to go somewhere else or most properties don't even take um, vouchers at all, right? They just won't do it. And voucher system is not um, easy, and it's not smooth. It's a U.S. government program or a local government program, and it's painful uh, on the property management side. Is it uh, guaranteed rents? No, because you know they have to qualify and. And we could, we could go on that for a while, but uh, you said a a ton of things there. We started, or you started, you wanted to start property management, platinum property management because of your desire to have an impact. And I love how you said it affects education. uh, It affects behavior. um, And then just in the bigger grand scheme, that's health security, uh, mental health, uh, physical health, um, you know, behavioral health, uh, we talk about financial security, education leads to financial security, period, right? Whether or not you agree with the college system or America's education system, um, it's hard to argue that not being educated is just as good as being educated. I don't think anyone can arg- uh, argue that. And you certainly can't get into commercial real estate without uh, educating yourself and on, on the process, right? There's math, there's science, there's you know, social science and behavior science. (laughs) We could go into all these different things, you know, and all the numbers that you just quoted, that was all education, things that you sought out on your own. You can't go to school for those things. Um, But it, it was all driven by your personal desire to make a difference in the world. And so this is how you're doing it. And it's huge. How many residents do we have or how many residents do you manage?
1: Oh, yeah. We're uh, over a thousand now,
0: right? Just just on doors. So how many oh, people? Just on doors.
1: Yeah. So oh, I don't even know. Honestly, that's there's a lot of families. There's a lot of people. Yeah. So that's I'd say easily three thousand people.
0: Yeah, e- easily two to three thousand people, and then you think about the lives that they impact and they connect with, um, and so forth. So let's let's take this because I know there's people out there who are thinking. All right, so you guys are a bunch of, you know, um, heartfelt dudes who wear your hearts on your sleeves, and you know you don't care about finances, and I'm not going to make very much money on this deal, you know. So tell tell us a little bit about.
1: (laughs) So I disagree real quick because, yeah, right. Sometimes it does take more man hours to find these things, right? But, it also if you create a community where people want to live in that they feel safe in, they're not leaving, right? You're not going to get that loss of lease. You find ways to find charities or whatever else to get people to pay their rent. Well, that's not, that's an ev- one less eviction, which is, you know, you lose a unit for right now, the court system, three months, two months, depending on where you're at. This is good for property. This is good for investing. It's good for the community. It's a win-win. It just takes more man hours. It takes some more dedication to get it done.
0: Absolutely. So the, like you said, the, There's so much more here than just doing this because we we love people and we want to do good. It's really, you know, has a huge impact even on the bottom line. So if if you're just a a ones and zeros type of person and humans don't really matter to you, um, financially speaking, it's losing people to lease is an issue. Evictions are painful, right? Not just emotionally painful, and wear you down as a staff, but they, you know, they're they're painful to the people getting evicted. Why not have paying residents? And if we can we could spend an extra couple hours to get somebody paid for, that's way less expensive than having all the anger and the hate and them damaging the units evicting them out and all that process and going on their records, and now they can't rent someplace else and so forth and so on. I think, you know, it, at the end of the day. You can make money, and this is what this is all about. Clean money podcast is all about the fact that you can make money doing good. And you just articulated it really well, right? At the end of the day, the sense of community is one of I, I, can you tell me the figure? It's like one of the top reasons people stay in um, an apartment complex, right? It has Absolutely. a it has a significant impact on um the loss that you face as a property owner from somebody leaving and a new person coming, right? Uh, so yeah, if you can uh, provide
1: a, a clean, safe place where there's a good community, where you enjoy living there. You're going to stay.
0: You're going to stay. And just anecdotally, uh, being in the leasing office on Wednesday, uh, I've been there when we were buying the property. And I remember the day, the first time I, I came there, we saw people stealing stuff out of the back, railroad ties. We saw a guy using the parking lot to sell, sell food and whatever, which is fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> but there's grease and everything else yeah dumping grease and grease <laughs> fires and there, there's some issues there Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah safety anyway so and then there's uh we saw a drug deal going on i got watch outs on the corner whistling and then people turning around and doing their thing there were six active sewage leaks on the property swat team was there the day we closed um as you know and you called me like hey sam the swat team's here I'm like whoa they want this is day one this is why we're here right um yep. but being there and people were like ringing off the hooks no I'm, yep we have one unit available okay nope, no we do not have any more units available we'll have units available then people coming in like hey you know when are the washer dryers going to be here oh they're coming soon uh, when's the pool going to open i mean it was just like people were just coming and coming and coming inside that place it was clean there wasn't trash anywhere on that property and it was oh. trash at trash- it <laughs> people get excited. It was exciting. Yeah. Four months in, people are still excited. Yeah. Things are getting painted. I mean, it was just like, Oh my goodness. I, this is cool. I just sat there and and reflected back on the hours that I sat in there and they didn't know who I was and just watching tenants come in and they were, can I get a unit? They're like, no, we don't have anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And I mean, there was just no support, no love to people coming in walking walking off the street Residents were coming and dumping their checks and leaving. Nobody was saying anything to each other, just completely different. And um, there's, I like to think it's like an eternal law that if you do what's right um, and you follow those rules of success, then prosperity happens. And that place is becoming prosperous. And it will be prosperous and it'll generate a beautiful return to our investors we're already way over our targets um and they're they're super happy as you know um and that's it with an institutional partner on that particular deal but um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> love to see it yeah so tell me so we we've talked about um all the things you're doing that, that are really making a difference uh, tell me about some of the mistakes you've made and how you overcame them.
1: Yeah, so uh, a
0: <laughs> ton. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the biggest one and the, the simplest thing is just not doing this sooner. It's ignorance, right? It's not knowing what I don't know. And so I'm a big book reader, right? Love business books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Rich Babylon, you know, influence people, right? I yeah. friends influence people. Read as much as I can. Right, there isn't a book or blueprint to show you, at least that I know of, show you how to do this. Right, how to make an impact, uh, who to reach out to, who to call, how to find this. Right, it just takes time. And so, it's been a learning curve for me to just, all right, well maybe if I talk to this person or reach out to this councilman or you know, it's making those connections uh, to find that right person. Right, for Miss Jones, like I talked about before, it was you know actually it was a school district to the Um, to the after school program, to the uh, charity foundation to it, then to the actual cancer foundation. Right. So it's just knowing the right steps to get, to make an impact. Yeah. Uh, So I think that's a big mistake is just being ignorant and, you know, being okay with it or if no one else does this, so it's a little weird. So then figuring out like, no, we can do more and let's let's dig in and find it let's figure it out.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, one we need to write that book so we can help other people and not make all the mistakes we made, right? Yep. Um And so stay tuned for a, a clean money book coming out and us just kind of going through some of those steps, um, because look, you know we've been doing this for four years, which is not a lot of time in the in the grand scheme of things. But uh, how many third party property management companies have you talked to who do what you do? What your company does.
1: Not to our level
0: at all. None. None. Right. And how many employees do you have now?
1: Sitting over, uh, well, almost 50 now,
0: right? Almost 50. Yeah. I I hear people say, oh, you self-manage. That's not good. And I'm like, uh, there's 50 people on that property management staff. So I, I don't know if you could say self-manage is the right thing. It's like, <laughs> a, you know, we, we buy properties from people who self-manage um, because they get so... Uh, frustrated with third-party managers and um and and i I know you will be a third-party manager for other other people and, and you guys are happy to take over our property um i i think your superpower is taking on very difficult projects um and overcome them because i've handed you some incredibly difficult jobs and you've gone in there and done it um and we've learned a, a ton in the process. I think we tried to make every mistake possible in the beginning.
1: Yep, <laughs> that's my superpower: just making every mistake and figuring it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as it only happens once, right? Yeah, but you know, it, <laughs> well, you know, let's say repetition's the best teacher, right? Um, yep. <laughs> so I, I just think like, okay, so uh, Elon Musk wasn't the first person to invent an electric car, right? He didn't invent the electric car. Um, he didn't invent the electric engine. All he did was other people had done it, didn't really like it. And he just, he went and figured out how to make it um, sustainable and um, a way where people would want those vehicles, right? Um, How to make money off of it and make a huge impact and and not to compare him with us, but I think about a property manager company, everyone's doing it one way because there's a textbook that says rents in, rents out. Put a a theater on your lawn and people will stay there and feel like they're in a better community. That way, they'll lots of rent will go over. And so they're looking for these specific things that they can do. Um, They're not looking for all this stuff that's actually difficult and requires effort, dedication, time. Um, And and maybe they just don't know what they don't know and they don't realize the difference. Um, But what you've done is you've gone into a system that has been doing it one way for the past hundred years of apartment living or 200 years of apartment living and you just spun it on its head and you're doing it completely different. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, this and that's is one of the oldest
1: careers, right? But yeah, people own property forever. you got to manage them. You got that to manage Things have changed in the last 10 years of property management world. It's kind of wild. It's another thing we're looking at is innovations on the core value that just, why are we doing this? Does it make sense anymore?
0: How can we do it better? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you guys are innovating on the margin, and you've spun away from the traditional property management system. And so, I would encourage if, if anyone who's listening is, is a property manager to reach out to Jesse, and we'll talk about how to connect with you here soon. Uh, but you know, I know that you can mentor and help, and I know you love doing that, helping other people learn how to, you know, change course and and make a difference. And they, there's a profitability aspect of this that is compelling to say the least, there's also, uh, more importantly, there's a human element of this that is incredibly compelling. Uh, The rising generation wants this. The past generation should have wanted it, but they were so ingrained into them that they couldn't um, buck the system, you know, that had been handed down to them. And so they allowed us the freedom to maneuver and think far more independently. So now we're bucking the system and, and doing things different. And and it's not at a loss of income or profitability. In fact, increases income and profitability in a clean way, right? All right, so what what are you doing to improve your future? You just talked about innovation. What are you doing to ensure the future is a better place?
1: Yeah, I just have something simple here, really. It's just that ensuring that those investments matter, right? And that's kind of what we've been talking about. All this builds up to is: does your investment matter or not? Uh, whether it's your time, your money, the your property you're purchasing, make sure it matters. Make sure you're making a difference everywhere. So that, that's really big for me. When uh, I make sure everywhere my money is going is you know, clean money, is in a in a clean way, right? It's going to the right place, um, not just making some fat cat
0: richer who's just
1: taking advantage of the people, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they're and they're out there, right? What happened? Uh somebody walked into one of our properties this week. And um, you know, I got a little bit of background on them, but you know, they're they're new money, their parents made it rich in California. Uh kids are now w- walking around, throwing around their their big britches, I guess. And they walked into apartment complex. And what happened? You want to say that for a second.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the one that just showed up and said, hey. We're buying this place, they're, they're selling this place. And property manager was, had no idea they're even showing up or what was going on. And they are just, that uh, person was a little creepy and ended up slipping my manager a hundred dollar bill before he left.
0: No, <laughs> oh, I did not know that. <laughs> so <laughs> those are people we don't want to get richer, right? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, these are the people that we don't want to sell our properties to, right? Yeah, yeah, because we care about our residents and we've improved the property. And and we know sometimes it's time for that property to move on to a a new owner. But this is this we can't make it up. We had the same thing happen to one of our other properties. Um, Somebody walked in and said, I'm buying this property, the owners are terrible, and blah 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 blah. And we had to kick them out the property. It was like hey you know they approached us and said hey would you guys be interested in selling And we're like uh I don't know take a look at it and you know give me a price and we'll think about it and then they walked in and you know other people well <laughs> sorry for the long sigh you know it's they're they're out there we're happy to buy properties from from folks like that we just really don't care and um or you know uh, like the proper, some properties we buy, they're just, they're older or they just got in over their heads or, you know, time has moved on and they were once doing great. And they just, it just got away from their focus was on other things, whatever those other things were. Um, so not, you know, not all property owners obviously are bad, uh, like you mentioned the very beginning. Um, but I remember as a kid thinking like, you know, people who are rich are are bad or, you know, look down their nose at us and yeah
1: absolutely they're just focused on the bank account or it's passive right you don't have to worry about the property right meanwhile i've had rental where i couldn't use the bathroom for a week because the toilet broke and couldn't be bothered to come fix it right
0: yeah could be bothered
1: so, yeah so yeah it does have an impact It has an effect what you do with your money absolutely
0: okay so we'll uh we'll wrap up here. Last question. Tell me something wild about yourself that few people know. Cause this is wild mountain. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we chose that name because we're a little crazy and it's about forging a path through, you know, that's different than everyone else's. So.
1: Okay. something a little different about myself is, uh, I actually in the military was able to take classes to learn Arabic about 10 hours a day for about eight months straight by very, um, Strict is a nice word. Uh, Iraqi <laughs> woman was an instructor. <laughs> so yeah. I spent a good portion of my life getting browbeaten to learn Arabic. And uh, the only real time I used it was in Morocco when some guy was trying to throw a snake on my neck to, to <laughs> give me to pay him to take it off. And I was trying to say tell him some face of stuff. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, somebody, uh, told me the other day, they're like, Sam, you got to write a book about, you know, like your guys growing up in your life because your guys' experience is just so, you know, foreign to so many people, you know, and she said, I just, I grew up with my sister and we played with dolls growing up and, you know, wanted to go to Hollywood and, and she did. I'm like, well, our lives are crazy, you know, and then we're still, <laughs> I don't know about crazy. We, we just, you know. We don't have those mental limitations that we can't do things, right? Yeah. We just it's just not there for for whatever reason, better or for worse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Well, uh any last words?
1: Nope. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sam. I'm excited. Uh we've been doing this for four years, but I think I'm really excited for the future
0: and let's let's keep doing this. Let's make sure our investment matters. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jesse, for joining the call. I know we talk um, every single day of our lives, which is one of the great pleasures of working together. Um, And uh, I really enjoy speaking to you. And wow, man, I mean, hearing all of the incredible stuff you're doing, seeing it in real life. I wish uh, the audience could do that. Um, We're trying to show more videos and other things uh, so that other people can see what's happening. Um, but if if people do want to reach out to you and learn learn more about uh, impact investing or you know about how to manage in a in a, an impactful way that really matters, um, and how to lead an organization that does that, how can they reach you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, send me an email at Jesse. That's J E S S E at platinum mgmtcom dot I'll get back to you as possible. But yeah, love to hear any questions
0: anything else, about how we do it or who I call or anything else to set these things up. Yeah, awesome. And and they can find you at Jesse Sells on LinkedIn. Is that correct also? Correct, yep. Perfect. Awesome, well, well thank you again for joining the call. Um, and uh, yeah, let's go make our investing matter. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Thank you for tuning in to Clean Money, where we talk about sustainable investing that improves society. We are passionate about creating great investment returns to investors who want to use their money to make a positive social impact in the world. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you are interested in making your investing matter, please connect with us at wildmountaincapital.com. Or you can find me, Samuel Sells, on LinkedIn, on Twitter at Sells_Samuel, underscore Samuel, on Instagram at CleanMoneySam, Sam, or on Facebook. And finally, make your investing matter.